wait a minute. Doctors Without Borders, like, is that not a gang? Like, what if I had bitches without boundaries? You That's what that, that sounds like. It's a little threatening. Is it? Borders are there for a reason. It's right. So stay out, you fucking creeps. I won't explain it to you. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, I just don't like the I, implication of I their name. It. I yes, can tell that she's got her fighting Irish pose up already. <laughs> and just... There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Why won't my turtle let me touch him? We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered on our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. No. <laughs> She's still got turtles on her mind. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? I said no. <laughs> no. And I just plowed right through it. You got to introduce the theme. That's the way it works. I'm the turtle in the situation. <laughs> the time we've all been waiting for. Lefty go left, righty go right. Split up in the middle. It's Van Damuary, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You make it sexy. You can't because he already brought it back. We are watching movies exclusively starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Van Daddy, baby. He's back. Last week, I brought Derailed, which kind of went off the rails. Could have <laughs> had some good potential, but God, who, who cut that together? This week, Jay, you brought something a little newer and a little higher budget. It's another pairing of Jean-Claude Van Damme and Scott Adkins. And this one, they're assassins in 2011's Assassination Games. No idea what it's about with that title. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. Jay, before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Right. Here's your setup. Uh, you are treating yourself to a long overdue vacation. You've booked yourself an Airbnb. Um, and, you know, you you got in. You're starting to unpack. It's a little bit, you know, it doesn't look quite like the pictures. But, uh, hey, That's okay. it, it's That's an Airbnb. Okay. That happens. Um, yeah. So you head into the bathroom to wash your hands. And as you're, you know, adjusting the water temperature, it a secret door actually opens up into a beautiful apartment behind it. I mean, there's a baby grand piano. There's violins. There's a little turtle okay. in the tank. I like turtles. It's, it's a great place. So, you mm -hmm. know. You must have just stumbled across. This is like one of the speakeasy bars, right? Those are all the rage, so they must have like speakeasy Airbnbs now. Go on. Millennials I mean, I'm love speakeasies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But they don't have speakeasy Airbnbs now. What, what they do have is the what? wrong what? door you went in, oh, and no. you have just intruded on the private sanctum of a world-class assassin. Fuck. Mm, yeah. I'd do it again, though. God, I'm dumb. Yeah, I mean, the turtle was really cute. It's a cute turtle. So you got about 10 seconds before he gets home and discovers you inside his lair. In the time before that happens, sell us on this movie. Van Damme betrays his flame, Scott Adkins, and then they make up and take on their biggest challenge ever, parenting Van Damme's daughter, who is also Scott's comatose wife. Nine seconds? <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened? 
Right. Yeah. You added a postscript that we need to be clear was not in the film. What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. As I finish my wonderful elevator pitch, a closet door opens, and inside of the armory, standing there wielding two AKs akimbo, is Casey. Damn it, Casey. We talked See, about that's this. how the door got opened, and now she's going to have her first and last firearm lesson as she just holds the trigger down and shoots everything, including all of the explosives. So in the 10 seconds before the entire apartment explodes, sell us on this movie, Casey. People Scott Addy teams right up now. with his father and zaddy to beat the baddies who beat his wife into resting on her fatty, making him a saddie. Come for the ass kicking, leave wanting the splits. 10 seconds. Wow, that was a lot of effort you put into making you that rhyme. I'm really impressed. Did. Thank yeah. you. I'm a award day doctor, so Love it. I guess we're going to make sense of Hitman Apartments and the romantic twist that I put on the movie. We should go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Jean-Claude Van Damme is a seasoned assassin, just looking to make some more money. Scott Adkins is a hitman in hiding after a Ukrainian mobster put his wife into a coma. Tell me there's a meat cute coming. Tell me. <laughs> there might be. There might be. You'll see how the He's romance comes together. He's a big city contract killer mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. a hometown hospice guy how are they gonna fucking meet who knows who knows scott is also on the lam from the u.s government for making off with a lot of their ill-gotten gains see now you're making me want to see the pirate version of this and god damn it you know i'm all in for that it's <laughs> so much better the ill-gotten gains are being pursued by a few agents including jcbd's son chris who together hatch a can't-fail plan to get Scott out of hiding. They're going to buy the release of the mobster Polo that destroyed his wife and then put a hit out on him. Atkins is approached about the contract and turns it down, opting to do it for free instead, you know, just to satisfy revenge. Ain't no Red Cross on the front of this building, Scott. Get your money, too. You're right. Why not get revenge right. and money? That's what I'm saying. Van Damme... However, takes the job for north of a half a mil in diamonds. The two attempt to assassinate Polo, but interfere with each other, just like an oddball sitcom duo. <laughs> Van Damme kills Polo's brother in the act, and he makes more than just the block hot. Polo starts to kill his way through anyone that can help him find his brother's killer. JCVD and Adkins team up just long enough for JCVD to take a cool 1.2 mil or so to sell Adkins out to the feds. <laughs> like a bitch that's a shit move van damme don't be a narc he gets like they tase the shit out of him it's a whole don't tase me bro thing it's not fun yeah i was like where's the part where he pees himself <laughs> that's exactly what she said too old scotty gets a full-on torture porn car battery situation while van damme has a beef plot about a sex worker neighbor he saves and then lets polo torture and kill because it like i don't know builds character or something Hold on, back the fuck up. We need to talk about Scott Atkins' fucking torso while he's being hung and jump-started with some cables. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. That's all. A changed Van Damme saves Scott, and then they end up teaming for real this time. The bad news is that Polo found Atkins' wife's secret location. Scott and Van Damme surrender, only to fake a fight as a means to kill everyone in the room but Polo. 
Adkins makes him beg for forgiveness from his comatose wife before stabbing him and leaving him to bleed out on the floor underneath her bed, which I understand to be peak romance. It was super romantic. Like, Thank you. Thank you. If someone punched me into a coma, please murder them at my bedside. I would love to do that for you. Thank you. It's romantic as fuck. <laughs> Anyways, movie isn't over yet. Adams finishes off the last of the government agents by JFKing him in his living room. JCVD takes out his rage on the neighbor pimp. He finds him mid-massage, I guess just shoes the masseuses out of the room, and then decapitates him with a katana. Okay, I really thought that scene was going somewhere else because the pimp was getting a two-hand or like a four-hand massage or whatever. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be just like Hard Target where he starts taking over the massage and kills the guy. So I was like, is him and Scott Atkins going to be like rubbing this guy and then kill him? (laughs) But instead he just chops his fucking head off with a samurai sword, which is boss as shit. Oh, it's like when a a katana comes out of nowhere an hour and 30 minutes into a film. Literally in the last scene of the movie. It made me think of Bloodsport when he's a little kid and he's playing with the katana in the guy's living room where I'm just like, JCVD just loves katanas and that's okay. And we need to let him. JCVD, at least in Assassination Games, just loves being a dramatic ass fucking bitch is what JCVD fucking loves. Yeah. And I I love that for him. He insists on being paid not only in diamonds. They have to be apparently South African, I guess, what, blood diamonds cut a specific way for him. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like they have him like peak asshole. Yeah. And then whereas Scott Adkins is a sensible hitman who does things like shoot them with a sniper rifle from a ways away. <laughs> JCVD does bullshit like shoot them from three feet away with a poison tipped crossbow. I'm I'm sorry. JCVD gives some badass assassinations, including the crossbow one. I completely disagree. Okay. Yeah, Dave, you're completely in the wrong. And here's scientific proof how. The opening scene in the film is this yeah. wedding scene. He's dressed up. He has like these fucking mutton chops glued onto the side <laughs> of his face. He's a <laughs> waiter. Great. He's pouring just people six ounce glasses of vodka, which is 100% my style. And you know it. And he pours this guy a glass. He clumsily tips it onto his dick. And he's like, oops, in French. And he's like, yeah, I thought I told you. And JCVD's like, here, let me dry that off for you. And then slits his fucking throat with this, like, cool little back razor, backhand razor that nobody checked for. And then is like, oh, wee wee, let me go get some more towels. Goodbye. And runs out. Okay, everyone's like, oh, that guy, that guy. It's one of those uh, super weapons that they don't start bleeding until you, like, coolly walk away from the situation. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's that sharp, Dave. I did not say he was a bad assassin. I said he was a dramatic bitch. And everything (laughs) you just described is the actions of a dramatic bitch. He's extra, and I love it. And we totally forgot last week. To talk about the JCVD Mentos moment and derailed, but I'm going to say in Assassinations game, this is his Mentos moment. Like, whoop, spilled vodka on your penis, slit your throat and ran out of the kitchen guy. (laughs) Okay, so after he kills that guy, he then like hurries to the kitchen, grabs a butcher knife, cleaves it into this guy's head from across the room. I, listen, I'm going to hot take it. 
JCVDs belong in the kitchen. His fight scenes do because he always delivers a fresh ass kitchen fight scene. I loved it. I mean, yeah. I think of um, sudden death when he put that bitch through a dishwasher. Like I love JCVD in a kitchen beating the shit out of someone. Yeah, I feel like the opening sequence can't be the Mentos sequence because we didn't even know it was Van Damme until he was walking away and we discover the mutton chops, right? Like, no, as soon as he walked no, they, in, they, it was Van Damme. Yeah, the second he walked in, I knew it was Van Damme. I mean, they, they don't show his face right away, well, but I think right, it's very Well, right, but like clearly. the movie doesn't want you to know that it's him until he's walking away and they show the mutton chops. And like, Listen. I feel like a... a a Mentos moment needs that, like, oh, no, what do I do now? Listen, the only server I've ever seen double-cheeked up like that is a fucking Chippendale server. I knew who the fuck it was immediately as soon as those pants walked by the screen. Now, I feel like for this movie, the Mentos moment would have to be, like, a montage cut of him in his uh, fixer's office when he says, if I was overreacting, I'd kill you. And then we oh, got like, then the scene where he comes back and stares down the bodyguard. And then we got to like smash cut in the rest of the movie at that point. Because the back third of this movie is just his Mentos moment, I think. Uh, Maybe that's just when the plot started finally moving again. And I was just excited to be going somewhere. It, it, it's when they finally get back to the A plot. Because they oh, start you know what? To, no. The middle of this, they meander on B plots. What? The other Mentos commercial moment would be when him and Scott Atkins are pretending to fight. He's like, you're going to buy your way out of this? That's my wife. And like, they go to pretend to fight, and instead he flings him over a, a table so he can grab his laser phone, his laser pointer Nokia. Oh, yeah. That would be the Mentos, no- Mentos commercial. Moment. Where like, dudes get sliced in half and then like spray blood on their suit, okay. but it looks like pinstripes, and then they turn around so they can get the other side. Oh, we got to go to court <laughs> after this. Yay. Can I attempt to to offer an alternative? Sure. So the commercial opens up. Van Damme is playing the, or playing the violin. And then Van Damme hears a bunch of noise out in the hallway. He steps out to see a pimp beating a sex worker. So he beats up the pimp for some silence. And his Mentos moment is coming back and playing the violin <laughs> as she screams and pounds on the door. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't we don't include where he where he lets her into his apartment. No, no. We just cut on him playing the violin and her beating on her own door. <laughs> it's the fresh maker. <laughs> All right. All right. I really like that as the Mentos moment Thank of you. the film. Thank I really you. enjoy that. Um, although, Casey, you did jar something loose that, like, I, I almost would have forgotten about this. I didn't make a note of it in the time because I it took me a while to piece together what was annoying me about this. So I really, really, really need to complain about how people die in this fucking movie. And I don't mean when they get shot and go down. That's fine. I mean when people are on the ground dead in a scene everyone has clearly chosen a position that is intended to be comfortable and it's very obvious and it annoys the shit out of me 
How did that guy fall down with a pillow behind his knees? <laughs> There's one shot in particular where it all finally snapped together because they, they zoom in on a dead guy and he's just laying on his side with his arms at his sides and it's just, it just, oh God, I don't. An unnatural <laughs> way for a body to fall. Like, when they go down, it's fine. Like, there's a blood pack or a CGI effect, or they just recoil and they drop out of frame. But just don't show them on the ground. We can just treat it like a video game. Like, bodies disappear. It's fine. I don't care. Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, No, I did not notice that. I wish I would have. Now I want to go back and watch it and look for it. What did you guys think of, of Van Damme's most gangster hostage negotiation ever, where he just was like, Oh, you think that I'm going to come and swap myself for her? Fuck her. Do what you want and just lets her get fucking murdered. I mean, I, I feel it's pretty generous to call that a hostage negotiation. It's more of <laughs> yeah, a no, honestly, hostage that's, abandoned nation. That's a, that's, I, I'd like to step in here. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's called yeah. a Polish hostage negotiation of you're trying to tell me what to do. Well, now I'm going to do the exact fucking opposite. I'm going to McDonald's <laughs> about it. Bye. Just to spite you. Don't think you have me between a rock and a hard place. I will be the rock, bitch. I I, I got to be honest. I hated that in that I really hoped that if they were going to bother introducing that character, that they were at least going to include a cool fight sequence to go save her. We already had a wife in a coma in this fucking movie. Why do we need a sex worker murder victim as well? There's plenty of emotional cores here. Okay. All right. You know what? I you seem pretty upset by the sex worker death. I have to say, I was really upset by Mrs. Nettlebottom's death. Yeah. The, the like nosy neighbor that lived next to Scott Atkins and his wife. Yeah, lives next door, but also you know super helpful and offers to like take care yeah. of the comatose wife for him anytime he's out of town. Yeah. Why did we have to off her? Miss Snickletits, why were you dead? Couldn't uh, couldn't that have been like a little nice character building moment for Polo where he's just like, no, 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 Nana, you need to leave now. We'll take care of her from here. Oh, I'm his cousin from out of town, Mrs. Poppin' Nipple Bottoms. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, whatever, I don't know. No, she immediately just got shot, shot dead. It was sad. What was her actual name? Are we just going to invent adorable housekeeper names? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it her name yeah. was. It doesn't matter. She's a nameless housekeeper that takes care of the comatose wife, and she's adorable, and she doesn't get she doesn't deserve to get shot in the back from someone off screen. Someone named Polo, which is Spanish for chicken. Pollo. That's what I wanted to call him the whole time. Oh. Chicken ass bitch. <clears throat> Polo's a pretty effective villain, though, man. He fucking murders his way through. I mean, there's no, like, him fucking around and people getting saved. He's he's just killing them. He really That's is. true. I, I was genuinely upset at the inclusion of the Interpol agents as, like, the inciting villains because they just fuck it up and just slow things down. Polo is fine on his own. Just open the movie with him getting out of jail and we take off from there. It's great. Yeah, but you always got to have that one person that thinks they're smarter than everybody else and playing 4D chess, and that would be Interpol. And, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. they're they're just muddying the waters constantly. So I think Interpol is there to make the assassins the good guys. 
because the good guys have to be yeah. the quote unquote good guys have to be the bad guys, therefore making the the assassins more sympathetic is the goal. How, yeah, but how are the assassins not already the good guys? They're taking revenge for a wife that's been beaten into a coma and a murdered sex worker. Because it's to make up for all the murdering they did before that. That's plenty. Redemption. We make these kind of movies all the time, and we don't need to include shitty Interpol agents as well. Like, we just show that one criminal's worse than another criminal, and everyone feels great about the worst criminal getting murdered. We had to get both his kids in this movie, Dave. Either Bianca played a comatose wife, or it was going to be What's-His-Face playing a comatose gay husband. (laughs) <laughs> okay and he does some kicking chris, bits yeah so yeah great. chris chris kicks love that actually so does bianca i wish we could have actually she seen does. her do some shit but you know right other than stare yeah honestly no. i think i could have i think i could have gotten down on the interpol agents if they had Ooh. made them out to be the bumbling buffoons that they are supposed to be because I don't think the movie intended them to be that way. Yeah, I but it either. feels like that they're like poorly cast Abbott and Costello characters. Kind of. Yeah. 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 And if they had ran with that, I'd have been down for it. I would have really loved, and this is maybe a bit of a, a media transpose, but I would have really loved like Hazel and Cha Cha style characters from uh, the Umbrella Academy. Umbrella are, Academy. Are very yeah. um, effective government style agents uh, that are also. Um, Absurd characters and kind of humorous in that. We just needed some type of character to them. Like, sure. At different points in this, I was thinking about like Smoke and Aces and the the government agents in that one. Yeah. And the way that they act. Or I was yeah. thinking about like the Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne moments in the Jason Bourne series. <laughs> and those are very different, but it's like it's a character to have to the government agents that right. like, furthers the plot about the assassins. And they don't fucking do that, man. No, we do, though, get uh, one of my favorite Scott Adkins scenes in this movie is because of the government agents. And that's where he fucking shows up in, in the head of Interpol's house in the middle of the night with a gun and tells him. That oh. if he fucking comes after him again, he's going to fucking kill his wife, tear her heart out, and make him eat it. And that was fucking bad as fuck. Yeah, that was Oh, dark, I was man. I was thinking about um when JCVD was coming back to save Scott Atkins after he sold him up the river. And he fucking goes, go out there and find him. And Chris's character is like, hell no, I'm not going out there. Like, yeah, good on you. That's a very human response. Of like, oh, absolutely not. So we can get picked off one by one. No, we're dying as a family. Right. Like, I love that when characters in a movie are actually like aware of what they're going up against. Right. There was a lot of betrayal in this movie. So like. Yeah. Yeah. The government betrays Van Damme and Scott Atkins. I mean, I don't think the government betrays Scott Adkins. He betrayed okay. the government, and they were pretty upfront from that point on that, like, we're going to murder you and get our money Yeah, back. they probably deserved it, though. Well, no, they they say in the beginning that the government fucked him over, which is why he stole their their corrupt money. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah, it is, it is a very betrayal-laden movie. Assassins, baby, it's all about betrayal. Right, it's, Trust this movie's no mostly one. spy shit. What else do you want? I mean... You, uh, Van Damme betrays uh, his love, Scott Atkins, in the film. It's true. Love hurts. 
<laughs> How much better would it be if Van Damme... Oh, my God, I want to edit this now, where Van Damme is sitting there reading the newspaper, watching him get captured, and if you just had that love hurts, maybe have, have Van Damme in slow motion, like, <laughs> looking morose. And I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. There's this trend in Scott Adkins movies where he gets like weirdly close to going really dark with some generic ass hero characters. And I really <laughs> want somebody just to just give him the green light to go in with both feet. Yeah, like he looked like he was going to be like, I'm going to rape your dog. Like, whoa, 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 buddy. Calm like, it down. I just, I want, I don't want it to be a Punisher series, but I want a Punisher-like series where Scott Adkins takes the fight, but it continues for like a family guy level of sequence after everybody knows the other dude's down. And Scott's Scott just still punching Scott Atkins would be a great Punisher. Are you kidding me? Why is he not the Punisher? Yeah, I um, probably because he's British. I think he would be fucking fantastic. Just don't give him a lot of lines. That's what they did with Idris Elba in that Western. Frank's better <laughs> when he doesn't talk much anyway. Right. He's the Punisher, not the talker. Just punish. Don't talk. Listen. We didn't get the splits this week, but we did get a great shirtless Van Damme scene where I was like, absolutely, ma'am, shoot your 30-year-old shot on him because <laughs> he is keeping it tight like a toiger. What? I mean, I assume that sh the, uh, the, the sex worker he saves sh shot her shot. Because of the secret apartment full of grand pianos and, you know, obvious rich it's people shit. It's a total package. I, I don't know. I no mean, she's family. Trying to like, a turtle. Um, that bod. She's trying to avoid going back to sex work and getting beaten and abused. And she also has scars that she has named after the people that have scarred her. So um, maybe, maybe she's just trying to fucking like find a nice place to stay one of their big emotional moments together was when she pets his turtle and it comes out of yeah. shell. it comes out of its shell mm -hmm. and van damme's like how, how did you turtle. get to do that i know, you know? okay I'll but with my hands if you are at a dude's apartment and you pet his animal and it responds positively and he responds to that with like absolute bemusement and wonder that's a fucking red flag, man. No, that's my in. Hello, that's the red flag to the entrance of his heart, and I'm entering. <laughs> Dave. I take off your Van Damme blinders and no, imagine any other man who has a pet that he has apparently never pet before. No, he is petted. It's it just in the doesn't name. Like, hide from him. Okay, it's Scott Atkins. Yes, still in, still a red flag pointing me to the entrance of his vulnerability <laughs> I, and his heart. That was cheating, and you know it. <clears throat> Did you see Scott Atkins fucking shirtless hanging? Because ah! his body is a giant triangle. It's uh, wild looking. This is another one of those movies that like made me want to pause it and go to the gym. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to just immediately start throwing up and living my best <laughs> life. <laughs> Oh, my God. He's just what? aggressively fit. It's yeah. unpleasant. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram, and it's stupid. 
it's stupid. A hundred percent. Like he is always in his gym beating the shit out of inanimate objects. <laughs> is that a red flag, Dave? No. Not when it's Scott Adkins. No. Especially right? here. Because Scott Adkins does the bulk of our heavy lifting where the action scenes are concerned. Um I I, 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 I hate to say it, J C V D is stalloning it up here. He's posing with weapons for most of the film. No, not 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 okay, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when does he actually poses. fight outside of the fighting with Scott Adkins? He the kitchen Adkins, scene. Which is a great fight. He fights it, a little bit in the kitchen scene. Not a ton. When he goes to save Scott Atkins. Yeah, when he goes to save Scott Atkins. Thank you. That's uh, mostly pretty Stallone-y. <laughs> I'm just My saying. My guy. Come on. I'm just, I feel like, I feel like JCVD fucked up his back the week before shooting. And Maybe. they had to like Maybe. do something about it. That's all. I don't, I don't think it's awful though. Like I, no. I enjoy the combat or the action that's in here. It's a lot of fun. Most of the he's time. He's more of a, a weapons guy as it shows anyway. Like That's he has true. a fun crossbow. He's got little knives he throws and shit. He there's this scene where him and Scott Atkins fight in the warehouse and he's just doing all sorts of cutesy little things. It's just he's more of an old school assassin of like, we've got poisons and potions and all sorts of lotions. <laughs> I hope. I would You gotta I, keep I, your knuckles supple. I would have liked mm. a little bit more of him <laughs> actually throwing his knives. Every time he uses the knives, it's just somebody falls down with the knives sticking out of him. We never really get to see him throw them. And, like, that's great. Come on. Give me those Ex- two. Except for throwing them at Scott Atkins. Yeah, he throws them at Scott Atkins, and Scott Atkins catches him on a board. Okay, so I guess Dave's point is that the Scott Atkins fight is the only really good JCBD fight. <laughs> Dave's not point is he's wrong. a hating asshole. Oh my god! I'm not hating. I'm disappointed. I wanted more from it. I like him as he's, the weapons guy. It is fucking fifties guy. Come on. He's and done. We're not shit getting splits. This. this was 2011. Okay, I really liked his handler, um, who is like a a Papa Midnight style character. Uh, he he's in a clock shop, so you have to walk in and, and the people buzz you into the back. And then he's in this huge place with artifacts around and is just super chill and casual, um, but also kind of a dick. I absolutely fucking loved him as a character. Honestly, I was not impressed with him. I think that he would have been better suited if the make seven up yours guy from last year would have played him no orlando bloom is legolas oh orlando jones Jones. yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) um orlando jones would have been a good you know the broker character of like oh i'll pay you to do this blah 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 counter offer both orlando bloom and orlando jones play him they think they're but. being super sneaky and like nobody <laughs> knows there's two of them. Orlando Bloom is always dressed as Legolas. And he can stand on top of snow because that's also canon. He's light footed. He was a character that I liked in concept. I did not like in execution, really. They tried yeah, no, to give either. him eccentricities. To, like, flesh him out rather than just, like, making him a better character. Yeah, no. They 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 could have put a little more effort into showing him being a cool character. and st- they, they didn't commit. 
they should have either put no effort in and just like he's the guy oops he crossed him beep boop pop or made him more fleshed out like a papa midnight but right and kind of didn't commit don't get me wrong the fixer character is a really difficult one to like actually show don't tell their badassness in right because their their whole role is to tell that's all they do right (laughs) we would have had time for it if we would have cut out like one of the many gang bang flashback scenes of like we know what happened to scott atkins wife is this a K-drama? Do they realize I've binged these four episodes and you don't need to recap every 20 minutes what happened and why she's just laying there? Dude, like, we could have skipped I'm it. I'm saying. I don't know why we had to keep getting it and they drew it out. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I don't. They fucking refuse to let you get anything via context. Yeah. They will sit yeah. down and they will tell you what happened, motherfucker. I guess we'd have a lot more space in this movie if we like trimmed some of that out and trimmed out some of the uh, the government plot that was, <clears throat> and I'm and in agreement with Dave was mostly fucking useless. It had its moments, but eh. right, we cut the government plot. We cut a lot of the like exposition on the backstory that, like, trust me, we get yeah. it. We're yeah. there with you. You don't need to spell it out. We cut at least one of the 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 female fridge characters. I don't care which. Right. Yep. Yep. The wife. Just have. Just show her one flashback. Okay, we know what's happening. That way you can keep the the turtle growth. You need. I I think you're better off cutting the girl, um, the sex worker, because the wife is useful in the end to bring about the final conflict. So. Uh, there'd be huge, 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 huge restructuring without yeah, that. Yeah, like, narratively, she works pretty well to kind of, like, piece it all together. Like, I, I, I don't like the whole, like, Leon the Professional storyline with JCVD's character. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. just cut that. Let's right. have him have genuine friendship with Scott Atkins and that be the inciting incident for him to be a better person. Correct, yeah. And then we go from there with the rest of the movie. But then who am I supposed to relate to in this movie, Dave? Here, hey, if it's I not it, for me, it. fuck it. Even better. At the end, I'm Mrs. Scott realizes that he's ready to move on from his relationship. His wife is, you know, never going to be coming back. And him and JCVD go off on a date. Who am I in this situation, though? You're the one watching Scott Adkins and JCVD on the date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the... I'm perv number three the behind the behind the bush at the dunes, <laughs> just watching. You're the one in there dressed nonchalantly in like a faux fur coat and a huge hat and giant a sunglasses. trench coat, nothing yeah. but a trench coat with, with a bunch of like beads, <laughs> and you're sipping a big giant drink. Don't mind me. All right, it's about time, Dave. We're gonna kick it off with you. 2011's Assassination Games with Jean-Claude Van Damme in this holiest of Van Damuaries. Would you watch it again? <gasps> Praise be his name. I had actually seen this movie before. I was about what? two-thirds through this before I went, oh, shit, I watched all of this movie. Like, back when it came out, I think. It's just that this is... almost painfully generic where action movies go. I really enjoy everything about this, but it is just, it's its not even like Lego building blocks. It's like Duplo building blocks action movie. 
if you're a fan of the genre, you don't need to actually watch it. You've probably seen this movie already. However, early on in the movie, there's a sequence, a robot gun that Scott Adkins points around with a laser pointer. And the first time it comes up, I went, mm, you know what? Uh, Val Kilmer did it better in his Hitman movie. Fair, fair. But then they bring it back later on in a really satisfying, at least for me, check off gun sort of way. And if mm-hmm. nothing else, just for that scene, I will absolutely be watching Assassination Games again. Ooh! So, yeah. Assassination wow. Games, it's not, it's, it's, it's not good action at all, but... Uh, I'm definitely going to watch it again. And I also got to include a shameless plug for Crackle. You guys have decided to go all in on a couple of like very niche genres, and I love you for it. Keep it up. Uh, Case, how about you? From 2011, starring, of course, your one true love, Jean-Claude Van Damme, but also the incredible Scott Adkins, Assassination Games. Would you watch it again? My Van Daddy did not put in the fucking work for this movie for you to dis- <laughs> for you to besmirch his effort like you have in this last however fucking long put we've been talking Dave yeah he put in the work he popped that top off in his apartment and my jaw dropped fuck yes i would watch this again oh! this was i watched this twice before recording Yes, I love this movie. I love the intro. We literally skipped to all of the action scenes, which are peppered throughout. It, I mean, yeah, parts of it are a little slow because they hang on to shots a little longer than they should. And they use a lot of filters, which kind of cheapens it up looking a little bit. But other than that, I really enjoyed this. It was a fun action movie when they weren't showing the attempted rape of Bianca Bree on screen a thousand fucking times. We know what happened. Um, you have all the secret like Ukrainian weird buildings where like there's buildings and other buildings like now I want to go there just to look at things. I love real estate like that. So yes, I would watch Assassination Games again. But Jay, you brought it. Use your big boy voice. 2011's Assassination Games. Would you watch it again? I am a sucker for spy shit. And I love Scott Adkins and Van Damme. I think they have great on-screen, ca- on-screen chemistry, as, as I've obviously alluded to. I absolutely was in from the opening of this film. There's so much I could complain about. The dialogue could use a rewrite. There's stuff that could be cleaned up. The blue filter's fucking terrible, but I loved it. I had such a blast with this. Even though it's slow in spots, it's an action movie, and I'm willing to endure it. In fact, not only am I willing to endure it, I'm ready to watch it again soon. So hell yeah, I'm going to be watching Assassination Games again. That's it. The verdict is in. Three out of three of us would watch Assassination Games, but you guys at home, watch it. Let us know on Facebook if you agree with us. Dave, it's your turn next week. What do we have going on? You know, I am going to be rewinding the clock on Van Damme. We've been doing this for a very long time, y'all. This is <laughs> so long. We're, we're digging pretty deep into the Van Damme catalog so here deep. to keep it going. So I'm going. going to take us all the way back to 1985. Mm. He's very, uh, you know, Van Damme has very few credits before this. His last credit before this was Gay Karate Man. <laughs> Monica forever. In Monica, yeah. yeah. 
but we're going to be that. watching his first real credit after Monaco Forever, No Retreat, No Surrender. Yeah, no I've surrender. seen this. I've never seen this. I'm so I'm excited, Dave. I watched a little bit of it, and it looks like terrible 80s action, and I love that. We'll just have to keep it tight till next week. Follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. Spend some cash on that ass, Patreon slash Shitty Cinema, or check out ShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes if you want any of those links. And let's turn out the lights. Go into our secret apartment. And have a sex worker teach us how to pet a turtle. Huh?